Greetings in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It is a pleasure to have you on the service uh, where we just get together and read the Word of God and hear what God is saying to us. I'm Tim Gosdube and I'll be preaching to you today on the Word of God. You know, in life things can be tough. We have actually testified about the goodness of God to people telling them God is a healer. God is one who provides, God does this, he's so powerful and he has done this for me and all this. But when things get really real where you have to now put your faith in God and what you've been saying has to be true, has to be real and be proven that God exists and it's what you have said is real true, things might change. You find that some people, they fall out from faith and they look for other means to, to make things admit, yet God is still God. Let's not be like uh, people who make uh, these uh, like clay cows or kind of like idols, things that they worship that yet those things they are not actually real. Our God is real. So the message today is to encourage us that let us be real and let us put our faith in God even uh, in tough times. Let us know that God is God and He will act on His word. He will do what He has said. Be blessed. So today we are reading the Word of God. I actually had a tie on what and how to title the sermon. So the first title I had was, Let God Be God. Just let God be God. But I also thought as I read along the scripture that maybe it's a prayer that, Lord, I need this embarrassment. I need this embarrassment. So it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's an interesting word. We shall turn the, uh, to the Bible, to the book of Ezra, chapter 8. Ezra, chapter 8. We shall read from verse 21, only three verses to 23. Ezra 8, verse 21 to 23. And I will read from the NIV. There by the Hava, the Ahava canal or river, I proclaimed a fast so that we might humble ourselves before our God and ask him for a safe journey for us and our children with all our possessions. I was ashamed to ask the king for soldiers and horsemen to protect us from every enemies from enemies on the road because we had told the king the gracious hand of our god is on everyone who looks to him but his great anger is against all who forsake him so we fasted and petitioned our god about this and he answered our prayer father thank you for your word made minister to us as you please Holy Spirit, take control in Jesus' name. Amen. In the text that we just read, Ezra is actually, the children of Israel, they are going back to Jerusalem from exile. So what we are taking, because I don't want to dwell on the history, I just want to dwell on what is actually happening. He is telling them that this is what we did. Because the gracious hand of our God is on everyone who looked to him. 
as young boys, I remember very well, if you are a Swati boy, we used to have some mold or what you make, uh, clay cows. You see those bulls. Uh, we, we used to have them. Those were not real cows, but we'll give them a name and we'll sometimes moo to show that uh, it's a strong cow. Even give it a name and even uh, those uh, words that you say, just to shade it up as if it was a living thing. And when you fought with other, maybe he would be owning another one who would fight. And I mean, it was a lot of drama, but it was all based on what we said. The, the cow itself, because it was something that did not exist, actually, there was nothing it would do. It was just a, a, a clay. We also had the same with cars that we used to make with wires. We used to make those wire cars. I was very good. Some of them I would sell. So those cars, some of it maybe would be a truck or maybe a, a bus, and you will actually make the sound of a car like it's deep on a steep hill like it's actually having a tough time on the steep hill yet there was nothing there the the bus was not in existence and another example i want to give you is an example of uh, i watched my daughter one other day she had the dolls in the bed on the bed and she would actually sometimes prepare tea for the dolls and at the end, they will, she will eventually drink the milk, uh, the, the, the tea. The dolls were not there. They are not alive. Sometimes we take God like these clay cows, like these wire cars, or we like these dollies, like these dolls, not dollies. We find Ezra here as a man of God. The Bible reveals that he was a scribe. If you read Ezra 7 verse 6, he was a man who knew the laws of Moses. He was a man who taught the laws of Moses. If I would speak in today's language, this was a pastor. So he knew the word of God and he had attested to the goodness of God. Now, part of his preaching or teaching in the Torah or in the law of Moses, he said that the gracious head of our God is on everyone. He has said that. Now they have heard that God looks on those who fear him. Now, he knew that this is what God does. But now they have to go back to Israel, to Jerusalem, and it had to be real now. The word of God had to be practical in their lives. You see, there are things that we say about God. That God, as I'm preaching here, some of them of these things are easy to say. That God is a provider. God is a healer. God will uh, deal with all your needs. We always say those things. But there is always a reality. Ezra now had to face the reality of the faith or what he has been saying about God. He had been saying, God is gracious to those who fear him. He looks as those, but now he had to live, and in reality, he needed the security. I mean, not a security of angels, but he needed security. He knew that they needed security to go back to Jerusalem. In short, he needed an army that would be there for him. Now, in life, we have some things that happen to us that force us to practicalize, if there is any word like that, where God has to be practical in your life. 
You have testified, you have said testimonies that I save, I save a mighty God, one who answers all our prayers, one who hears what we do. I mean, all those cheerful, encouraging words that makes us to see God as a good God. But when things get to reality, you have said God is a healer and now you have a headache. It is a serious migraine. You feel it. You feel the sickness. It hurts. God has to be, has to be real. Now, as a scribe, as a, Ezra, a man of God, he has said this thing. The, the Bible says he was ashamed. The versions that we used, it said he was ashamed. Verse uh, 22, I was ashamed. But some version says he was embarrassed. He was embarrassed. What was the embarrassment? If I can define what embarrassment is, it's a shame you feel when you, when you are... Uh, sorry, it is the shame you feel when your inadequacy or guilt is made public. For your inadequacy or your guilt becomes public, actually people get to understand that what you have said it is not as good enough as you say. What you've said is good is not as good as you say. So Ezra was embarrassed because now it had to be real. What I've been saying about the goodness of God has to be real now. Now, there are different kinds of embarrassment. The first one is when you are being criticized. When they criticize you, you feel like, I don't know what to do. Like there's something you can open up and you just disappear. When you do something that is awkward, well, that is a little bit awkward, but when you, are, when you also, the goal that you are trying to achieve, you don't get into it or you don't succeed, it makes you embarrassment, embarrassed. But this one, this is the one when the image you present about something is not true. The image you have been presenting about this thing, you are afraid it's not what you have said. So the image Ezra was, uh, would have presented by asking the, the king to provide the army would be, who would have presented that God is not the actual God he has been proclaiming. I don't know if you get that. The embarrassment that Ezra experienced was that he, he, he was afraid that if we agreed or he went to the king to secure security that would protect them to Jerusalem, what he would have said about God would have been presented as a false God. Now, time and again, we also misrepresent God in our lives, the way we do things. When the reality comes into our lives, we tend to look for alternatives and not go straight to God. The Bible reveals in the text that we just read what Ezra did. Having realized that I've said something about God, that this is the God, now it has to be real. I have to experience it. I've got an example of people who stood on the side or who kept their faith in God regardless of what was happening. The first one is Isaac and Abraham in the book of Genesis chapter 22. When you read the, when Abraham was on his way to sacrifice his young men in Genesis, it reveals that there was a dialogue between the two. And Isaac asked, Father, 
Uh, where is the lamb that is going to be offered? I can see there is the wood, I can see, but where is the lamb? And Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering. Actually, there was no lamb that they were carrying. But understand, listen to the answer the father says, God himself will provide. So he's saying the God who is God will prove his, himself as God. The God that I serve, he will provide. Don't worry. Now, as they went there, you know the story. Verse 13 in, in Genesis 22, it says, When he was just about to kill him, when Abraham, had, had God had called to him not to kill the son, the Bible says Abraham looked up and there in the thicket he saw a ram caught by his horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. What does it mean? God became God in his life. He let God to be God in the situation. The reality was there is, no, there is no ram to offer and there is nothing that we have that we sacrifice. But he was following what God has said, bring your son, and God provided. So Abraham had the faith in God. I want to also draw your attention to the book of Daniel chapter 3 where you read about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These young men maintained their faith in God. They refused to worship the gods of Nebuchadnezzar. Even at the point where he said he was going to kill them or he was, they were going to be put in the fire because in the blazing finest, because they have refused to worship the idol. The Bible says in, uh, in Daniel 3 verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, King Nebuchadnezzar. They said, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing finance, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hands. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your God or worship the image of the gold you have set. What faith they had in God. It had to be real. Their faith had to be real that the God that we serve is a God. It's like they were saying, let God be God in our lives. And what actually happened, they were put into the blazing furnace, and we know the story that they were never burned. They kept the faith in God. They believed in God. The other one I want to draw your attention to is Daniel. In the book of Daniel chapter 6, he was supposed to be put in the lion's den because of his faith or because of his refusal to worship other gods. He continued to worship God, to pray three times to God. Now, he was eventually taken. Look at this. God lets things sometimes to continue in our lives so that he can manifest his power. He allowed him, actually, we would have prayed that God, please send your angels such that Daniel does not go into the danger. And it will be a serious prayer and fasting uh, that, no, we don't want even him to go there. But God allowed him to the point. I think even God wanted to see his faith. He was testing his faith. That does he really believe in me? Because, I mean, if you are put in a lion's den that has been hungry for some days, Definitely we are the meat and they will chow you like nothing. But he said, I believe in God. 
Now, if you read even the king, the Bible says he was worried. Oh, what a wonderful young man. But because he has signed the decree, he had to abide by it. Now, in the morning after Daniel had been put there, the king in chapter 6, Daniel 6 verse 16 said, So the king gave the orders and they brought Daniel and threw him into the lion's den. And these are the words of the king. He said, May your God whom you serve continually rescue you. Let God, in other words, Nebuchadnezzar, a king who does not believe in God, who believes in his gods, let your God prove himself as God. Now, chapter 20 says, in the morning, the king actually rushed to check if Daniel is still alive. I don't know what was in his mind. It means Nebuchadnezzar had the faith that, not really in, in the sense that he believed in God, but I think in his mind he said, maybe his God is real. He will be alive. And he rushed into the dungeon to check what was there. And then he said, Daniel, servant of the living God. Look, this is a king who does not believe. Has your God whom you serve continually been able to rescue you from the lions? I don't know what was in the mind of Nebuchadnezzar. Because the young man should have, could have been dead long time ago. But he's talking and asking. I think out of curiosity and maybe his God is alive. And surprisingly, there was a voice. Daniel said, my God sent his angels and he shut the mouth of the lions. They have not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight. Nor have I ever done any wrong before you, your majesty. This faith had to be real. It is when your faith is real where God manifests, where you put it. Because God will allow you to go to the extreme case where you feel like there is nothing that can help. But he still wants to see your faith, whether you believe in this God. Now, let's go back to Ezra. What did Ezra do? Because now he was also in this situation now. God has to be God in my life. I've said this thing to the king. That the God will save us. How can I go back again and tell him that uh, the God that we serve will protect us? And I go back again and say, can you please provide an army? What, what will he say? We, you see, as Christians, we confuse people by the way we conduct our lives. Our conduct confuses people. We, today we say we are Christians. We don't believe in using maybe... African Muti or whatever you, you, say, you say. And when you are real sick, you go secretly, Nicodemusly, can that Inyanga help me? We claim that God is the one who blesses us. But we are the very same people when we see that what we are praying for does not come to pass. We look for other methods of getting those blessings. Whether we bribe, whether we use whatever evil method that will work for us. When is our God real? When will you ever, ever be embarrassed for your faith in God? Have what I've said to about God a lie? You have to be ashamed and say, no, let God be God. I've said he is God. His word actually has said he is God. Let him be God. Now, Ezra understood that. And he took it to a higher ground, to a higher level. You have to, when you get to this situation, you need a higher level. 
you really need a higher level of faith. Now you push God into and further, uh, uh, I will say, in the corner that God, you've said you are God. The Bible said they prayed, they fasted and prayed. They now came to God. You are God. You said you will protect us. Prove your word. Show yourself strong. Where he says, God, you said you are God. You have to face God sometimes and say, God, you have said you are God. Your word says this. Let it be. You fast and you pray, seeking God's intervention. If you read verse 23, so he said the Bible in Ezra 8, 23, so we fasted and petitioned our God about this, and he answered us, our prayer. God answered their prayer because of their faith. If you read verse 31, it reveals that they went back and go to Jerusalem, actually where they, along the way God protected them and there were no attacks from the enemies. They had faith in God. So we need to stand on the Lord. Take a higher step where it needs to be by prayer and fasting that God, your word says this, I will stand by your words and he will answer your prayer. If you read Isaiah 43 verse 2, it says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. There, the flames will not set you ablaze. This is a verse that actually challenges your faith. That is God what is saying true. Will he actually protect me in the fire? It may be a literal fire like the case of, ne of Meshach and Abednego. But it can also be a fire in your life where you are burning out of maybe there's persecution in your life. You feel the pain and you are burning. God will walk with you through the fire. So we need to trust God. What he has said he will do, that he will do because he is God who never lies. What the world has said about him, it will come to pass. He will complete it and one thing we need to know about our God is that he is able. Amen. The Bible says in Numbers 23, God is not human that he should lie, not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? The answer is no. Does he promise and not fulfill? The answer is no. In other words, God speaks and acts on what he has said. God promises and fulfills the promise. So we should let God in our lives and let him be God in our lives. Amen. Let God prove himself, show himself strong, that God have believed in you. May you manifest yourself. Show yourself strong. It takes faith. And when you come to that point, when you feel like you are doubting that God will do it, you take it through prayer and fasting. And call you take it to another level, a higher level. As we close, what are we saying today? Oftentimes, as people who have made God the Creator, like those clay cows, like those dolls, like that wire bus, whatever, where we say something that is not capable of doing, and when it has to act, when the the the, the bull has to fight on its own, it cannot. You've said this is a strong pool, but in reality it is not. 
We have made God to be that. We've talked a lot for God and said a lot of mighty things for God. Yet when the situation comes where we have to trust him, we then turn to other things. Let God be God. Face the trouble and say, God, show yourself strong. Ezra, in this situation, he faced God. We have put the gospel to shame when fears come. We've opted for other means to sort or to solve our situations or our problems rather than God. Yet God has said we should put our trust in him. Regardless of all that may, may, may challenge your faith or whatever you feel pressing you down, you have to come to God and say, God, you are God. Let us make sure, Bazalwane, that we present God's attribute, present God as God, because God's attributes, they are so mighty. God is an omnipresent, uh, omnipresent God. He is God who is all-powerful. He is an omniscient God. There is nothing that he cannot do, and there is nothing he does not know. We should pray to him. Never think that God does not know engineering, or God does not know how to treat mental problems, or God does not know how to deal with psychological problems. God does not know by, uh, uh, to deal about musical problems. Do you know that God knows how to play a bass guitar? Do you know that God knows everything about these things that we think they are so complicated for God? And surprisingly, God even knows about TikTok. He knows it, every programming. So God knows everything in our lives, and there is no situation that is too big for God. There is no situation that is too big for God. And as you put your faith in him, tell him, God, you are my trust. I still put my trust in you. Your word has said this. Make it a prayer to God that he gives you this Ezra's embarrassment. Today, I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging you to go and pray for embarrassment, to allow that embarrassment. What a prayer that God give me that embarrassment. But what is the embarrassment? Is that God, show yourself strong. The embarrassment is that I want to present God as God to the masses. How do you present God as God to the masses? Through your faith and through going or doing exactly as the word says and doing the, re the will of God, he has said. It it's a challenge to us because we are not used to that. We always think we can help God, we can assist him in this kind of thing. Maybe you need money and you think, more. God, let me just help you to, to get it. God, let God be God. God, show yourself strong. Heal me from this sickness. Answer my prayer in what I'm praying for. You have said in your word, let us ask anything in your name and you will do it. Let it be. We have told people that God is everything. You see all those good things that we say in prayer, in, in testimony time. Let God manifest those things in our lives and we know God better. Amen. Well, we have come to the end of the program. But before we close, I want to give you this opportunity. You might have felt into a temptation of speaking for God and trying to act for God in a way that you are trying to fulfill who He is. Yet He is a God who can just stand on His own and do His word. What you need to do is just put your faith in Him. You might need to confess on the things that you have done trying to help God to be God. Yet God is complete. Our God is able and He will act on His word as long as we put our faith in Him. Never give up. If it calls, like the sermon has said, you have to get down and pray. Call on the name of the Lord. 
tell him God you are God. If you have made a mistake and opted for other means to make things work other than God, I want to give you this opportunity to confess that God, please forgive me. And I come back and face you and, and seek your face, seek your guidance and your action in my situations. And God will act. If you have that prayer, please kneel down and just pray. And make this prayer, follow me as I say these words. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, please forgive me from every sin. Forgive me from the sins of doubting that you are God. The sins of doubting that you are able, that you can sort any situation and what you have said in your word is true. Forgive me, Lord, for not having faith in you. Help me to hold on to you and stand on your word, for you will act in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. May God richly bless you. God willing, let's meet next time and goodbye.